0: you mm-hmm. All right, welcome everybody to a special edition this week. We're actually doing a joint podcast, uh, the Friday Night Lights podcast and the Friday Night Lights oh, fan yeah. podcast, uh, with Amy and Caitlin and Russ and I are here as well. Everybody say hey, hey,
1: hello. hello.
0: <laughs> the uh, the wonders of everybody talking at once. But uh, the Friday Night Lights fan podcast is uh, um, a podcast that started this season, and I'll let either Caitlin or Amy tell a little bit about about theirs.
1: Um. I guess I'll go ahead and take the reins on this. So Amy and I started our podcast in, I want to say, October, September yep. or October, um, after I finally convinced Amy to start watching the show. Um, and we we basically started a podcast. I actually didn't even know that Blake had a podcast when we started it. Um, and... We just started it because we were really into the show, and we have a really good friend, Denise, who's the producer of our podcast, um, and she produces the Southern Gothic Productions podcast as well as the official One Tree Hill podcast. And She kind of was like, you know, if you are really a fan of something and you're really impressed by the work that people do on a show or movie or whatever, podcasting is a really cool way that you can either connect with other fans or actually connect with some of the actors from the show. Um, And so that's kind of how we got the idea to do the podcast. And then it's just kind of taken off in a quick amount of time because of the power of social media and technology and all that jazz. And uh, we have a blast doing it. And then Blake was kind enough to ask if we wanted to do a joint one during the hiatus – and so we're kind of uh getting together to do a final podcast of 2009.
0: And for those who may not be familiar with uh the ones that that Russ and I do, uh, miss at fnlpodcast.com and um last year as the NBC run was going of, of Friday Night Lights season 3, um I kept looking around for a Friday Night Lights podcast because I, there were a lot of lost podcasts that I'd I'd listened to. And um, I thought it'd be awesome if there was a Friday Night Lights when I kept searching and looking and never could find one. And so I decided, hey, what if I tried to do one on my own? And uh, season three, I started about midway through and it was just me. And it was probably pretty boring because it's just one guy talking. Um, but thankfully, this year I was able to add um, First Russ as a, as a co-host. And then we've had two other friends that have been with us uh often known throughout this season too but it, as caitlin said it's been a blast just being able to see some of the fan reactions and i think we have a lot of the same people that listen to uh to both podcasts and uh amy and caitlin also actually have a really good uh website that just about anything that comes across the web having to do with friday night lights as far as a news or interview um they end up sticking it on their website too so i encourage everybody if you don't already to uh, to check that out
1: it's Fridaynightlightsfan.com. thanks for the plug
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely, um, but one of the things that we 're wanted to look at doing is as Caitlin said, it is the uh, the final episode here of 2009 and looking into the new year one of the things we thought it may be interesting to do is take a look at the characters and see what would be good new year's resolutions for uh, for the guys and girls men and women of Dillon, texas right now and um i don't know we haven't talked about these ahead of time i don't know if they're funny if they're serious if they're somewhere in between um but i think we're each going to go one one at a time and just talk about a few of the characters and say here are some new year's resolutions for uh for each of these characters Anybody want to go first? I will. Go for it.
1: I'll go for it. Okay. So, um, I obviously Tim came to mind first because he's somebody that could uh, could uh, gain something from some New Year's resolutions. And these are definitely my resolutions are very idealistic. These aren't ones that are <laughs> that I think are going to be executed by any means but um this is kind of what I hope for each of them and um so for Tim I said um that I would like him to stop relying on Billy and I would like him to try something new so not anything with football not anything with cars not anything with Lila just something totally different and just go out on his own. Because I feel like everything that he's done so far in the past three seasons has been based on what somebody else needs or wants him to do. Like he probably started playing football because Billy played football and he started working on cars cause Billy liked working on cars. And I just feel like we haven't really seen anything that Tim has opted to do. He went to college because Lila wanted him to go to college So I just want him to try something new. I don't even care what it is as long as it's not, like, drugs or something.
2: (laughs) Do you think Um, he's going to buy that land?
1: (laughs) I don't know. How could he afford that is what I'm wondering. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about that.
3: Whatever he does, I think he's going to be working towards that, though. I think he was serious about it.
2: Do you think that maybe that was just, like, more of a metaphor of him being, like, I could have my own play? Not, like, specifically he wasn't going to buy that land, but, like, one day. Than I want you know like because that's kind of how I saw it because the whole time I'm thinking I don't make a lot of money but I make more than Tim Riggins I know and I can't afford 25 acres right now so right. that's true
1: possible oh, well. so that was my resolution for Tim for Matt I said I wanted him to take chances with art because when he had that guy that was supposed to be like his mentor and it was like that big messy Situation. I don't even remember what the guy's name was. Richard Sherman. Um, Yes, Sherman. That's it. So Sherman was probably not the best example of a mentor for him. But I think Matt just needs to kind of seize every opportunity and just take some chances. I feel like he needs to try some new mediums. It seems like he's always sketched and like maybe he should try, I don't know, like metal, you know, structures or I don't he just needs to you know put himself out there so I'm hoping that he would do that in the coming year um and then for Tammy mine was because I'm a teacher I was like I want her to work more directly with kids at school because I feel like she's become this like uber administrator and she like doesn't really know any of the kids at the high school anymore and so it's not that I want her to like revert to being a a guidance counselor again or anything, but I just want her to maybe be a little more hands-on and a little less (laughs) (laughs) principle-ish. And then the last one that I had written down was coach Taylor. And I just want him to spend more time with Julie before she leaves to go to college. Oh, that's a good one. Because right now I'm currently, my brother's home from college and I'm, I'm getting him into the show. He's never watched it. And, so I'm like rewatching season one with him right now to get him into it, and there's like all these really great moments with the coach and Julie that right. like don't happen anymore.
2: Yeah, and right I, now he just seems to be for with her in like moments of crisis when they seem to like he went to her dance recital and stuff like that in the first season. They
0: played ping pong together.
2: Yeah, that's the episode I just don't do just anything watched. fun anymore. It's just like when things are going horrible, he's he's there for
1: so i kind of missed that because like you know they based that whole ping pong scene that you were talking about is like when she's deciding whether she's going to start dating matt and i feel like you know we just haven't really had any moments like that anymore so i'm i'm hoping that he uh that the the friday night lights gods makes more scenes for kyle
3: and amy to be in together Mm -hmm. and that was my list
0: Amy, do you have any?
3: I do. And um, Caitlin, it always works out so well. Like I could not come up with any for Coach Tammy or Julie. and so <laughs> You just covered it for me. Nice. So that's great. So I'm going to like keep going down the list here of other people. Um, and some of mine are funny. I kind of went on the funny side of it. Good.
0: I did too. Caitlin's were so serious. I'm thinking, man, <laughs> I'm going to seem like a
3: tool. <laughs> um, Let's see. Um, okay. Landry, I'm ready to see some college stuff from him. Like maybe he, it's his turn to write his college essay. That's kind of more serious when that wasn't supposed to be funny, by the way. Um, (laughs) yeah, so I'm ready to see what he's going to write for his college essay. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, of course we have the big Tyra college essay thing. So I don't know if they're going to, I don't know how it would be, if it would be like too much to, to hear what he has to say. But, you know, after we did the whole, Tyra thing and him, right? In the essay, but um, in any case, I'm I'm ready to hear about college and Landry. Um, so there's that. Um, Jess, this is this is kind of non serious one. Is I'm re- ready for her. Let's see. She needs to resolve to get the dance team some better outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I her, mean, the her co- dad
0: needs to call Under Armour.
3: <laughs> no, Jess, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know who they need to call, but they need some. They need some help. Um okay, um this is mine for Becky. Uh listen more, talk less. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good and point. She just I you know, um right now she just kind of rambles and uh feels, you know, like she has a lot of growing to do and we know that. She's 16. Sometimes she doesn't really know what she's talking about and I just think she should talk less. <laughs> And, to, and listen more and like grow some so I'm ready for her to to do some growing um and a, and a second one for her is she needs to pay more attention to Luke because okay. I like them together and she was so I'm still haven't forgiven her for being the mean f- to Luke the locker and, scene so yeah, yeah. yeah it's ugh, it's awful um okay my last one for Tim I have another phrase for him and it's wear less <laughs> and talk less wear less brush less and that means of course you know um i said i go a little i go a little fangirl on uh riggins and so of course i'm always happy when the writers decide to uh give us some shirtless scenes from riggins and uh then of course his hair if you've been listening to our podcast um i've been complaining about his hair all year and he just needs or whoever is it needs to brush his hair less he needs to look more like Riggins. It's it's too shiny. It's too like smooth. I don't know.
2: He doesn't move sometimes when he puts his hands like through his hair, goes backwards with it. It's pretty majestic. <laughs> and I'm straight, but but still.
0: I read a I read an interview with him where he said that the riders all the time try to make him take his shirt off. And he's like, Look, I'm I'm driving down the road in my truck. Why do I have to have my shirt off?
3: Because and- we want that. That's why. <laughs>
1: In the first season, in the first season uh, in my rewatch, he's like so grungy and like his Canadian accent is so thick. It's hilarious. I'm like, oh, man, why'd they have to like pretty boy Riggins in the fourth season? Ready for him to be grungy (laughs) Tim Riggins again.
3: uh, my last one is I'm kind of ready for him. Um, of course, I have like three things to say about him. Um, is to have his own storyline. I feel like he's sort of just been like hopping along here with around Becky and a little bit with um, Lila, but not really any grit to talk about with him. So, I mean, he got a he got a house this season. That's about it. And he's not even a house. It's a trailer, or it's not even a trailer. It's like a camper, bullet. whatever it is. Um, so yeah.
0: Caitlin, are you are you as big of a Riggins fan as Amy is?
1: I'm a uh, I don't know. I've always been <laughs> torn. I've always been torn because Matt Saracen is I love him. I love him. No, but yeah. but no, I, I don't I don't like Riggins as much as Amy does. I love I love Tim Riggins, but not in the way Amy does. And
3: I don't and I love Matt Saracen, but I don't fangirl over him at all. You know I mean I love him, but I don't fangirl over him.
0: Russ and I were wondering if it's a, a male-female thing or what, or if we just don't feel quite as much freedom to talk about the female characters <laughs> <laughs> as Amy does, especially over some of the male characters on uh, during the during the episode discussions. But uh,
3: I'm, spe- I'm speaking for like all the females that are listening, and I know they all agree with me.
0: Hey, Peter Berg said it too—that we can't get rid of Tether Kitch because that brings the people to the show as much as anybody else.
3: I know. But, um,
2: but it was a mutual friend of ours one time was talking about how maybe it's because know, Lila and all of them are about as old as we are, but they because they play high school characters, we're officially to the point now where we should probably start looking at Tammy Taylor. like <laughs> cause She's just as pretty as the rest of them, you know, and oh, so I would, I would feel oh. less dirty uh, crushing over her than I would be anybody else.
1: Oh, all my guy friends have been Tammy Taylor from the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, they I, I love her. You know, she's she plays Coach's wife in the movie, and she's she's only, like, in there like for... I don't even know if she has any... She does have, like, one or two speaking parts, but... Mainly I'm she like, cheers
0: in the in the stands.
2: Yeah. She does a very good jess. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little dance move.
2: That's all Jess does. She has that exclamation of joy on her face every time something good happens for the East Dillon Lions. <laughs> oh man.
0: Now, did y'all see Tammy I mean, uh Connie Britton in was it was it season 6 of 24? Completely no. Completely different character she played. I, I she's in the very first episode of it I think and she's Jack Bowers uh Landlord slash maybe something extra. I don't know. Um she's not in it a ton, but it's a completely different character. She's always That's season like,
2: five, I season remember. Five.
0: She's always yeah. screaming and out of control and worried and like <laughs> frantic.
1: Um huh. yeah. well, in, son. when I met her, she she's very like quiet and reserved and she was really flattered that I even knew who she was. She she was she was really cool, which I was telling Amy before is really funny because you almost expect her to be like, Hey y'all, like what's going on you know, like yeah. just really like, you know, Tammy Taylor ish and she's not like that at all, which is pretty funny.
0: I think that's another mark though of a good a good actor though, so
1: I know. yeah, definitely.
0: I have a, a, just a few or a handful of them, and I don't think they're near as serious as uh, either of, of the ladies here that gave theirs. But uh, I had one for Glenn, uh, assistant principal Glenn, <laughs> and his resolution was to never get within 500 feet of Eric Taylor. Uh, <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah, but he doesn't know about it. That's, a, what, that, that's
0: what, yeah. That's, me. Uh, Tammy never tells Eric anything, even like the when the, her car got vandalized or her coworker made yeah. a pass or anything. Um, Tammy's was to make Glenn do whatever she wants her to around the office and around the school because <laughs> she knows she can blackmail him. Uh, yes. I may, sh- I should have said those in a different order. Maybe, <laughs> um, uh, Calvin's Calvin Brown, uh, that's Vince's dreadlock buddy, not dreadlock, but corn road buddy. Uh, his was to steal coach Taylor's Explorer. Um,
2: <laughs> wow. I
0: don't know if you've listened to our podcast that much, but we, uh, there seems to be this love affair with the Explorer that's been a constant from season one all the way through. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of episodes that it's been, you know, he's traveled somewhere. He's had to go get, was it cash? He had to go get a tire from cash or it was out there when, uh, uh, JD and Joe were having their little scuffle. Um, and with Glenn, again, I said that Joe McCoy's resolution was to use Glenn somehow to get Tammy fired. Um, I, I still wonder if yeah, – I, I said after that last episode that Glenn and Tammy were having such a public conversation and a, a private conversation in a public place in the I auditorium. Yeah, his voice was echoing, so you know it was loud. And so I, I
3: actually – while we were watching it, I was like, was really expecting somebody to, like, show in the back of the auditorium.
0: I think JD was back there. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not really, but I, I think, you know, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, I couldn't put it past him that something like that comes up later. Oh, um, what a punk. Uh, totally. Um, uh, For Tim, I said to, to keep Becky at bay because Becky seems to keep pursuing him. And he almost cracked, I think, at the at the stripper party at Riggins Riggs, it seemed, until she was crying about her dad and he ended up kind of putting her. But he's trying to keep her at bay and then to maybe make some money to buy that land for Skeeter. His uh, his new friend, the dog. Um,
2: <laughs> but we met. But we, I think we talked about it a little bit. I thought that the last episode was kind of a shift. I know that I'm interrupting, but oh. it's what I do. But um, I know that I thought that it was like more of a shift toward him as like the father figure rather than the like old skeezy dude who's kind of creeping in on her.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think he identified with with her in that his dad dumped on his life a lot and now he's seeing the same thing happen to Becky with her dad and there's that commonality that they're starting to experience and hopefully it doesn't um, it stays there instead of going where some people think it will go I don't know if it will or not but we'll see um, for Julie I said was to find uh, a hot hippie lifeguard to use to get back at Matt somehow
1: you're
0: <laughs> <Like> oh, <laughs> in <Swede> the sweet <laughs> from, from season Guys,
1: two I don't want them to break up what are you no. saying
0: well, well, Matt's resolution uh, was to find a way, Matt's was to find a way to get to uh, Guatemala somehow to, <laughs> <what>?
1: <laughs>
0: to meet uh, up with Carlotta. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Uh, um, Becky's was to never buy beer with a shirtless football player while on an emotional <laughs> rebound. Um, oh boy. Um, I'm still curious now, I, I think I listened to one of the odds where y'all, kind of question that too, but what do we know? We don't know what did, but what do we think might have happened even between Becky and Luke something
3: there? did?
1: Something I did something Burge. I, I verge think I really said something did.
0: Yeah. Because she was like, I'm sure you told all your football buddies and he was like, What? No, no. Um uh Luke was just to catch the cattle rustlers for his dad. Um because his dad was pretty upset.
2: Let's talk about that with Luke and Becky, though, because you don't say, oh, it was a mistake if it's just like y'all hanging out, you know? Like, because that's because isn't that what she said? She was like, oh, yeah. last night was a mistake. That's that's not something you say if y'all are just you watching know, hanging out much, watching Happy Gilmore or whatever, right?
3: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> I actually like that movie, so never mind.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I think that something happens with, uh, just those storylines there's there's some ripples I think that'll occur there one way or the other. Um Vince, I said for Vince that his was just to try to get Calvin back on the team. Um you know I think there's a bond there between Vince and Calvin, but it seems that with the previews that uh Vince is at least trying to get on the straight and narrow, realizing that he's got a hope for his mom. But um beyond that I don't know. Uh, Eric's last one I think it had for Eric was to never take three thousand dollars Um, out of their checking account
3: without at first
0: checking with with Tammy Taylor (laughs) you know the the previews for that episode where you know she blew up about that I thought they were going to get a divorce she seemed so angry
3: like that was not nearly the repercussions that I thought were going to be from that
0: he's just like I'm sorry I'll never do it again she's like you better not and that was it
3: yeah the
2: realism of that moment is questionable yeah Cause um, I don't know anybody who would take, th- you know, write a $3,000 check and then lie about it and be like, Oh, it's okay.
0: Not my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'd, I'd be living in the attic. Uh, Ooh, dollhouse. <laughs> I, yeah, I've,
3: dollhouse.
0: I've not watched dollhouse. Is it uh, good?
3: When I get, oh, it's awesome. Of course it's going away, but there's a, that's what they do with with their dolls. When they're done with them, they put them in the attic. It's, it's called the attic. Sorry.
2: Amy, did you did you give all your resolutions? Did we cut yours off or did
3: No, I was done. Okay.
2: Okay, I have some that are semi serious and then some that are not so serious. So uh, I really want Vince and his mom both to get better. Like and I don't I know that's very vague. I just want them to become like better people. His mom looks like she's cleaned up in the past like couple episodes, and I really hope that continues. Like I hope his mom just I, I kinda hope that that becomes like a pretty solid family structure unit, because um, I really I really like Vince, um, and so part of that would be staying away from Calvin Brown and the Gold Chain. Um, let's see, I've got one more. Oh yeah, Buddy Garrity. I just want to see more of him, and we talk about all the time how we don't want him to to wear red. We don't want him to become a full on Lions fan, just because that seems that seems. Yeah, it seems so contrary to what we know about him. But I just I wanna see more of him. I don't know if he needs to find somebody else to adopt or um, <laughs> I mean I don't know what he needs to do, but I'd like I'd like to have like a prominent storyline toward the end of the year for him. Um that doesn't involve the landing strip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I want him to stay away from the landing strip. Um
3: Maybe he needs a girlfriend. Is he divorced? That-
2: yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. You know, he dated Tyra's
0: mom to... for a couple of episodes.
2: I was yeah, hoping to date you with. Know? I think that would be a f- a really fun relationship if they started. Like, they would make um, Billy and Mindy look like the most. They would make. I mean, they would be Bobby and Whitney, like all like in front <laughs> of our face. You know, like I just think that would be funny if Buddy and Tyra's mom got together. So.
0: Well, they were at one time.
2: Yeah, but that was while he was married. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not.
0: Now you're just talking about Vince's mom. Maybe they could, you know, single man, single ma- single mom with a, and you know, all they could all form one family unit. And
2: he could adopt and get a girlfriend at the same time. That yeah, would, be- and he'd
3: have a football son. Except there you go. He's on the Lions. He's on the wrong team. So then what are you? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Guess we can't have everything. I guess there has to be some <laughs> conflict in this show. Um. Uh, I really Luke is my favorite new character. I've said I've been singing the praises of Luke for a long time. I hope that he has another emotional scene like that first scene where he's like crying and apologizing and lying at the same time. I just, I like that. That totally endeared me to him. Um, so I put to go out with Becky and for him to clean up his injury and everything be okay with him. Cause I really like Luke. Um, The next one I, I don't know how I'm gonna come across here, but I'm really ready for Julie to go to college and because I'm a little tired of her. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> um I just I don't know. She seems kinda whiny to me right now and I don't know part of it is that she's just going through a lot and I get that, but I don't know. I just I I, I don't see, know I, can I
3: didn't it. have one for Julie, but I, I see what you're saying is that um and I didn't say this because it's kind of vague, but I'm, like, ready for Julie to basically find herself, which is mm-hmm. the same kind of what you're getting at. Because, like, she's always been around Matt. You know, it's also always surrounded that. And, you know, she had that whole – she was questioning what she believed. And I don't think she knows what she's doing for college. So, I'm yeah, I'm ready for her to get her – take the next step. Yeah. Well, I
1: think what's interesting about Julie is – I mean, I'm going through my – my list of characters here and I'm thinking like okay Landry's into music and Matt's into art and Jess is into dancing and Becky is into the beauty pageants like everybody has an interest and if I had to name an interest for Julie I don't even
3: have one and
1: she's been on the show the whole time
3: yeah and but she just signed up for like 800 clubs so maybe she'll find something
0: (laughs) academic smackdown yeah
2: yeah.
3: she seemed pretty good though Reading she's, club. Yeah, she's always read. Remember the guy, like the teacher, that got her in trouble. She's kind of like a reader writer, isn't she? Wasn't she a writer so she for the paper? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, what, what happened to that?
0: Well, that was a storyline because that was uh, season two that got cut short because of the writer strike. Right. Um, so, but I think there was supposed to be something that were, was to happen with. Uh, not say to happen specifically, but just some entanglement there with her and that that creative writing teacher. Yeah, the other um, young guy. Austin yeah. Nichols. Which let
3: me say is Austin Nichols who is um a character on One Tree Hill. Huh.
0: Yep. So which television show do you guys? Y'all like are for? the
2: only people above like seventeen I know that watch One Tree Hill. <laughs> but but I my wife, besides my wife, actually, she watches it all the time. So.
1: Okay, so do I, and I'm above seventeen.
2: Yeah, well she's my wife is too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. <laughs> what Gosh. a relief! Yeah, that's really good.
0: This is Mississippi, so.
1: Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. So no. how how would Caitlin and Amy how would y'all rank? Friday Night Lights and One Tree Hill then if you put them head to head. Oh,
3: oh that's, that's a joke. You're gonna- you're going to get me in trouble, but Friday Night Lights is like 800 times better than One Tree Hill. It's so much. It's like, that's not even a comparison. No, though. it's really not. I mean, One Tree Hill has its place, and I love it, obviously. Um, I run a, another fan site for that, uh-huh. Um <laughs> But um, it, it's sort of like a teenage soap opera thing. But I, I mean, I do love the characters, but the writing of Friday Night Lights just blows One Tree Hill out of the water. I'll I tell
2: you what they did on One Tree Hill, too, that I thought was pretty genius. Is Wait, you watched when, it, too, Russ? Okay. <laughs> He's I, seen I it watch once it. or twice. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen a lot of episodes. But that doesn't... I mean, look, you're talking to the guy who knows the entire catalog of Dawson's Creek. So I'm I'm not, like, ashamed yes. to say... Yes. So, but, but uh, didn't they, like, just push it back to where... Like all they the characters,
1: they five years. Yeah,
2: that's. Years. I thought that was brilliant. I thought if they if they would have done that at like nine oh two one zero or something like that, that show would have lasted another six or seven years. That that was a r- really brilliant move that they just yeah. kind of.
3: We were very scared about that. I mean, I know I was, and it was it could have gone like, because didn't they try that with Saved by the Bell type thing? A long time ago, the college college
0: years. That was
3: to college. It was bad. But Wintry Hill, I mean, they really did pull the time jump off four years that they they jumped. And Mm -hmm. I think they did really, really well with that.
0: Did y'all ever watch October Road? Yes. Wasn't the lead guy? Yes. That was was Jake. Okay. Well, just,
3: his name on One
1: Tree Brian Hill Greenberg is his real name, Brian Greenberg. Yep. Okay. Brian Greenberg, shout out. He is going to have a new HBO show called How to Make It in America, and he is playing this character where they're trying to start their own like denim line, like they want to design like jeans or whatever. And uh, that's coming out in this, I want to say like February or something, but yeah. He's he seems like a cool guy.
0: My wife watched, went, I mean, uh, October Road all the time, and I I would be in there when she was watching. And then I got pulled into it too, and I was always sad that it got canceled. Um, I thought it was a quality show.
1: And wasn't the chick from that '70s show in it too?
2: Yeah, Laura da- Prepon, Donna. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It was like
3: six degrees of separation
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just and, keep going. by yeah. TV fanatics. I'll tell you the my biggest. <laughs> I know for me to talk. For me to dog on one tree hill, I sure know a lot about it. But um, the first couple of episodes, they're supposed to be like basketball prodigies or whatever. And yeah. I played basketball in high school. And I feel pretty confident that I could beat those two guys in basketball.
3: Oh, that, yeah. and they not even tell you. It's probably – they were really bad. And, and they'll tell you Chad Michael – actually, James Lafferty that plays Nathan, he, he is like good at basketball. But Chad Michael Murray, he'll always tell you that he was hated uh-huh. – the basketball scenes and is bad at basketball so yeah. i'm really surprised
1: yeah there's like a blooper reel of him trying to make a free throw and yeah. it's like there's like 25 takes wow <laughs> it's horrible it's just horrible yeah. uh, but he's not on the show anymore so see you later <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right well um back to uh i have two more resolutions or maybe three more but um I have a resolution for Gracie Bell to get some sort of makeover.
3: <laughs> y'all are so Jeez. mean to Gracie Bell. It's so it's so true. I can't say it though. I'm glad y'all are saying it because I couldn't say it. But it's she's true.
1: like a descendant of Alf.
2: <laughs> like, it's, <just>
3: ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it's horrible. I, like, where did they find her?
3: You know that.
2: Well, I um, hope
0: her
1: mom doesn't listen to this. i
0: was
3: gonna say y'all are <laughs> gonna feel bad when her parents write in and like say they cried for four hours after they heard this.
2: And you whatever know, their kids on TV, they, they're asking for it. It's <laughs> and plus, it, I mean, the thing is, it takes away from the realism of the show. Cause I have a hard time believing that Tammy and coach Taylor with, cause Julie's really pretty, that they would have a daughter that wasn't another daughter that wasn't like just a really cute baby. I would have a hard time believing that. Yeah. So I think a haircut could help a lot of it. Yeah. She's got yeah. a weird skullet thing going that I just don't get.
3: <laughs> um Oh, gosh. Wow.
2: And then my last resolution was for Joe McCoy and J.D. McCoy both, and I wish for them both this year to get punched in the face. So. Four
3: th- other places would be okay.
2: <laughs> I'd be okay. I'd, I'd
0: like for Luke or Tinker to be the one to bring it. Um, That'd
2: does, be pretty sweet. Does
0: Tinker, right. does Tinker play defense at all? He could be on the defensive line during that
2: Yeah, because he recovered that fumble,
1: remember? It's very true.
3: Hey, well, while we're talking resolutions and Tinker, can we say, can we have some more scenes for Tinker, please? Seriously. <laughs> I don't care what they are. Some more fry, mean,
2: fry stealing. Yeah. That guy, I listened to your interview with him. Blake, that guy seems just like a cool guy. Yeah.
1: He the, Here's the deal with him, because I've chatted with him also. He is so gracious and thankful that this show just basically landed in his lap. Yeah. He's just, like, making the best of it. And he's, like, he just, he feels so blessed. And, I mean, obviously, he should. But he's just one of those people that's, like, so thankful for everything he's got going right now.
0: Yeah, he showed up hoping to, actually, a friend of his was going to be an extra. So, he just went along. And then they said, why don't you try to be an extra, too? he goes, yeah, what do I got to lose? And then now he's one of the. I do not say main characters, but as he's one of the up and coming uh, characters, you know, cause you got to expect with Julie and Landry being the only two characters from the original cast that are still in school, um, they're seniors. And so they're going to be, you would assume either gone or their roles re- reduced some um, next year. They're having to introduce more and more new characters. Um, of course so we've had whatever the four or five that we've, we've seen be very prominent already, but at the same time, I think Tinker, uh, as somebody that could end up being written into the uh, the rest of the season and into the season five.
3: And I can definitely see him, in, um, not as a Landry replacement, but definitely giving, like, some comedic relief like Landry mm-hmm. does.
2: Yeah. The, the, one of the things about the show that I've really enjoyed is that they seem to recycle. Like, you have such a strong emotional attachment. Like, because we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Is what What are they going to do? now that Saracen's gone, it's going to be really hard for them to capitalize all that, but they're already starting to, the memory of Saracen still lingers heavy in our minds, but they're already starting to weave all these other characters. Like I didn't know, I i, I didn't, this is going to sound really weird, but I didn't think that seven episodes in, I would care as much about Vince as I do now, you right. know, like I'm invested in him, even though I haven't been watching him for four years. And I th- the tinker's kind of the same way is that Landry just kind of all of a sudden you're like, man, I really I don't know when it started, but I really like Landry. That guy's funny. And and I kind of think that there's other kind of because what are they going to do when Landry leaves? What are they going to do when Julie leaves? But they're already starting to kind of creep different people in.
1: Well, I've actually heard that season five is going to take place like right after season four. Like it's going to there's not going to be any time jump. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's actually true. But mm-hmm. I've heard that, so I think that it's. Although that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, unless they end the fourth season in the middle of the football season.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, no, I'm pretty certain that uh, the end, the final episode, episode thirteen, is the, the big game, the final season game between the Tigers, the Tigers. Yeah. Excuse me, the Tigers. Panthers and the Lions. I have no idea where the Tigers came from. The it's La- a
1: it's a mush of the two animals. There
0: you I go. <laughs> They're giant cats. The 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 Panthers. The
1: <laughs> no, I've heard that too. I've heard that that the big finale between the two teams.
0: And so would they pick it up with I don't know, Christmas time or you know,
3: just... they can also always start season five, like right after that, and then do a time jump mid season. Yeah. And get us back into football season. So I suppose I could have it. So should
1: we uh should we segue into our uh review of the new characters?
0: Yeah, totally. It's- I think that's a great segue talking about who's next.
1: Um, well, I just want to say, I've said this before, but I I wrote Luke off before this season even started, which now I, I feel pretty badly about um, because I do like him. He's very likable. But, you know, I just, I knew I was going to like Vince because I really liked Michael B. Jordan on the wire. So mm-hmm. I knew going into the season, I was like, I'm going to like Vince. Like there's no doubt in my mind. And, and every review and every preview of the season was like, Vince and Luke are going to butt heads and it's going to be this horrible rivalry on the team. And it's going to break the team up into sides and all of this, which so far hasn't really happened. Um, So I thought Luke was going to be like this pain in the neck. You know, I was just imagining like a rehash of like Riggins versus smash when the show first started And that hasn't happened at all. And so I like Luke. I wouldn't say that he's my favorite new character, but I definitely like him a lot. Um, And I'm kind of excited to see where they they go with him because when we interviewed Madison Bird, she just couldn't say enough about Matt Loria, who plays Luke. She just thinks he's the cat's meow. So um, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with Luke.
0: Yeah, I thought he was going to come off as the cocky running back that thought he was, you know, always hot stuff, especially even with the very first episode when he was there with um, J.D. at that party, you know, at the back where he, uh, I guess it was J.D. ended up picking up Julie and was, you know, hassling her before he and Matt got in a fight. But I thought he was going to come across as this cocky kid. And then uh, Russ made reference earlier when Tammy came in. Told him he had to, you know, leave the team and all, and he just broke down crying right there and apologizing and, and everything. That, that gave him a completely new angle, it seemed like, from uh, from here on out. And so I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes. And you can see, like you said, A, the relationship with he and, and Becky, whatever happens there, something else is going to, you know, there's going to be some more interaction, but then, too, from last episode, we saw he and uh, Tinker are going to have a bond, I believe. And I, I assume that because of the, the injury now that happened, that Tinker is going to be the one that's going to be helping Luke through some of those difficult times. And we still don't know, or at least I don't know, how serious that injury is. Was so it his ankle? Was it his knee? Did it crush his whole leg? Can he play football or not? You have to assume he can still play football before the yeah. se- Before the season's over, at least.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm looking for him to play play again. Yeah. Um. My whole take on Luke, and and I just have to echo what you guys said is that number one, he's nothing like I thought. I mean, like like you just said. Um, but even more than that, I actually can see him being. I mean, we all love Matt Saracen, but I almost can see him being a, a being a replacement of that character that we all love. Um, he's complete gentleman. I mean, I think we had that you know relationship between Matt and his his. Um, Grandma Saracen, excuse me. Um, and I think we're seeing a little bit of Luke and his family and we know he's playing, you know, for his family and that he cares about his family and he's, and he's doing that. So I think there's a little bit of that tie in there Mm -hmm. that, um, they're, that football means a lot to them because -hmm. of their family. Um, so i see that comparison there between those two characters and i just think luke is just like you said a likable guy and i think matt was kind of like the same way just easygoing um you know he's nice i love how sweet again how sweet he was to becky um so i love luke
2: just how sweet was he (laughs) do you think that um do you think that first scene where he's the one we talked about with him crying in front of Coach Taylor. Do you th- or uh, Tammy? Do you think that was his, like audition scene? Do you think they're like, okay, now here's what you have to do?
3: Well, I don't know, but can I tell you? And I actually don't agree. Like, I, I have trouble with that scene. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was, but um, I wasn't in love with that scene Yeah uh, at first. I, so even- And even then, I wasn't sold on him. I think what sold me on him is after I saw him working on his farm and after I saw his interactions with his family and how after I saw him with Becky. I mean, it's just recently that I've really been sold on Luke.
0: Yeah. I I can stand it up to JD.
2: Yeah. When he, when he, I always thought it was really funny when he, um, when Riggins was talking to Becky or whatever, and he just looked at Riggins and was like, Wish I rented a room from her mom. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest line.
1: That was good. I um I kind of agree with Amy about Luke because that scene, he's like crying and everything, and I was just kinda like you know, this isn't how footballs, football <laughs> players, and Dylan kinda oh, kind of act. You know what I mean? Like, I was kind of thrown off guard. Like, is this is this guy going to be like a total wimp? Am I going to be annoyed I, I, by him? The
3: thing. He seemed like a whiny baby at that point, point. and like especially because I was early on, and we were told he was this. We thought he was going to be this like rough him up type guy, and then here he is crying. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so I mean, it, but I mean, I can see that it was good and the fact that, you know, I like the fact that he was lying and apologizing, but I just think the expectations weren't there for that, that he was such a gentleman and cared and he was doing it because of his family. Like we didn't know that yet. So I think just True. like you said, Caitlin it caught me off guard that he was acting that way.
1: Um, can we, can we talk a little bit about Jess? Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing with Jess. Journey Smollett is supposed to be this like, Huge breakout star. She's like making all these lists for like keep your eye on this person kind of thing. She's had no screen time. Uh-huh. Like what not the heck all. is going on? I'm so I pretty- irritated.
0: I always thought that odd because she gets a part in the opening credits, you know, her little dance move that uh that Russ makes fun of. Um, but we see so much more of Becky as a character, but Becky's not in the opening credits at all.
2: Right. We know absolutely nothing about her. I that, that was about to say the exact same thing is I don't know enough to make uh, like a verdict on how I feel about her because I just don't know her well enough. Cause
3: well, and too, like every time we see her, she's so serious and she's like mean so far. Like she's has this weird thing with her dad that we don't really understand yet. And it's just kind of she just seems. I don't know. She needs to lighten up a little bit.
2: Yeah. Well, her dad hates football. And he also obviously has this thing going with Vince where he doesn't like Vince. And her and Vince obviously have a history. But tell us, like, just give us a little bit more details on what's going on.
3: I agree. They definitely need to step her character up or nobody's going to really care what's going on with her. Mm -hmm. Well, and here's my thing about her. Apart from the character of Jess,
1: Journey Smollett has like been around. Like, yeah. she, was in the, she was in The Great Debaters. Right. She was on Full House. She's drop-dead gorgeous. I, like, don't really understand why they're not giving her anything to work with.
0: It makes me assume that the second half of the season, that you're going to see a lot more of her. With her I really hope so. With her and, being in the opening credits.
3: Well, it's just, I think, again, expectations was, is that they were trying to really build up this triangle between Vince and, no, what is it? Vince Landry and Jess and... I mean, we've barely seen Jess and Vince in, what, like, two scenes? And they don't even seem that connected. Like, I don't see a connection between them two. So, I'm not really feeling that triangle thing that, you know, they kept building up. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I just hope we get to see more of her because I think, as an actress, she has serious potential. And, um... I'm um, just a little, and here's the other thing. In all the previews before the season started, it was like you know her dad's dead set against football and all of this, and like her dad has barely even been on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't read those previews, I might not have even caught on to that. Yeah,
0: I almost wondered if she. I mean, seriously, if she would end up being able to be a punter at some point. um, If they would try to, that may be too cliche. The girl punter for the for the East Dillon. Lions, but at the same time with her seeming to know so much about it, and her dad being so dead set against football, if that would be some sort of tension and drama that they could pull into See, it.
2: They don't need her. She has different. golden... They have golden foot.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> Landry. Yeah. Well,
1: Amy, Amy's been saying all along that she really wanted her to be like an assistant coach or something. Like, Allah, yeah. remember well, the Titans? I, yeah. I wondered
3: if she was going to play. Um, I thought it was like a long shot that she might play, but yeah. And even... like Because they kept... Again, maybe I read too many spoilers. I don't know, but they kept saying like she was going to help the team. Well, she had not done anything except dance in a really bad outfit. Out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she she did help Landry a little bit in that one that one. Yes. Scene. that's the only scene that I and remember. You know what? I
3: enjoyed that. That scene was a mm-hmm. great scene.
2: We've yeah. never seen him punt in a game, have we?
3: I mm-hmm. think we saw him once, didn't we?
0: I thought he kicked. I seen. I think seen him kick an extra point or a field goal, maybe. But I, I never seen him actually punt. I, I may well, have missed it.
1: That's because not
2: too many touchdowns are happening. <laughs> that's very yeah. true. Um, yeah, I, I I guess that I would agree. And I think that there's a lot of potential. Like, because I think whenever you put anybody that give Landry screen time with somebody, that it kind of it always you know makes them better or whatever. And so I think that that's a if they put them together that would be a pretty good mix. And that would be a good entry point for her and make, make us care about her. But they haven't even done that that much, you know,
0: looking at, uh, at Vince from the very first time we saw him, he's on the run, literally from the cops and he gets tackled. And I thought he was going to be a really, really, you know, rough and tough uh, kid from the streets. And it, the first episode or two, it seemed like, he was a lot more soft than I expected mm-hmm. him to be. Um, I, I was kind of surprised by that. And even Caitlin, it's already made reference to him having played Wallace on the wire for, for a number of years, and so he knows how to play those characters already. Um, but I, I've been more intrigued by his uh, his I guess, want to leave the team, coach bringing him back. Does he have a gun or not? Did he have Luke's wallet or not? Now he and Luke seem to be at, at, not necessarily best friends, but at least you know, teammates. Um, and now it seems like he's trying to distance himself a little bit from, from Calvin Brown. And so I've been intrigued by his character. And again, the, the actor, Michael B. Jordan is, is showing his, his acting chops. I think this season
1: he will. Yeah. Like I said before, he was phenomenal on the wire um, because he was so young when he was on the first season of the wire and he was playing, you know, this drug running kid in Baltimore who you know basically decided i don't want this to be my life and you know attempts to get out of it and so i mean i knew that he was super talented and then i heard that they got him on friday night lights and i was totally psyched and now i'm really excited because we're getting to see as a result of vince being on a character on the show we're getting to see coach taylor kind of take on that mentoring role Mm -hmm. and i love seeing that and um I think that there's, you know, obviously whatever Vince has gotten himself involved with is going to cause some serious drama on the show. Um, and so I'm excited about that, but I'm more excited to see how coach Taylor is going to help this kid.
2: Yeah. We, I, we talk a lot about how we really like the football scenes and cause I remember when after street got hurt and coach brings Saracen out on the field at night and, then there's the one thing when he takes Smash to A and M, and those football scenes when it's just like him and one player and they're talking. And I'm, I would love to see something like that with him and Vince. I I, I would really enjoy that. I think um, I'd look forward to that because those for me that's when the show's at its best when it was like two or three people sitting around. And of course, the football scenes really really get me. But um, I just I I would like to see that too.
1: Um, so does anybody have any other new characters that well, they want to,
3: uh, let me just chime in on Vince and, um, I feel bad because I, I honestly, I'm not 100% invested in Vince yet. Um, and I think it's the fact that, well, I never saw the wire, so I don't know what kind of guy he played. Um, so this is the first time I've seen this guy and honestly, I was expecting a lot more grit. Because he comes in as this guy that's headed to to Juvie. And I have a really hard time believing he has done anything enough (laughs) to send him to Juvie. Like, he just seems like a sweet kid in a bad situation. And, like, I think somebody maybe more like Calvin would have been... Like, I can believe that Calvin would do that. I can believe even that Smash would have, like, gotten in trouble. He did the whole drugs and everything. And it's just something about his demeanor and it might be an i don't want to be mean to him but it might be an acting thing where it's just like i mean even his like physical appearance he's just looks like a sweet kid to me and um just his demeanor i think he has trouble finding that line between playing a tough guy and you know kind of feeling sorry for him because of his family i don't know i'm not 100 percent sold on this tough guy thing from him and Um, that I think they've tried to build him up as, like, I I just don't see him as a guy headed to Juby if he messes up. I don't know.
0: What about Calvin? Did y'all think that he would end up becoming a football player? Because I kept thinking that he'd be back on the team somehow after he got kicked off that first episode. Um, But obviously I think he has gone a different route completely from anything that Coach Taylor would be willing to allow him back. But um, I, I, I one hand, I've been surprised that he's been around as long as he has. But now I think that he'll continue out and possibly um, even into next season.
3: Yeah, I don't see him coming. I did think he was going to be coming back on the team, but no, I don't see him coming back.
2: I legitimately thought, and this is an obscure reference, but in, but in Hoosiers, there's this – there's this uh, basketball player who leaves practice at the very beginning of the movie. And then like halfway through the season, he's just playing again, all of a sudden buddy. And I just, I kind of thought that that's what we'd see with Calvin Brown is that he would just be playing and there would really be no explanation for it or anything like that. But I guess that's not really what's happening either.
0: Um, the guy that plays Calvin, Ernest James, is a really uh cool guy too. I I talked to him at one point point. he said that the character of Calvin is 180 degrees opposite of what he is, how he talks, how he dresses, how he carries himself and everything. So he's, you know, Amy, you're talking about how Michael B. Jordan is he able to pull off the tough guy, the the street smart kid, and but the guy that plays Calvin Brown uh is he said that's his, and when I was talking with him, I'm like, wait a minute, you don't sound anything like the guy, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he goes, yeah, he says, well, you know, it, he said that's one of the hardest things I had to do is, you know, they, uh, he said during his audition that. You know they were saying, "No, you got to bring it this time," and you know he had to do it right in front of Peter Burke when he got flown out to LA for it and all. But um, anyway, I'm
1: interested to see where he goes from there. Um, I had not really thought about him to be honest. Yeah, I think he's just going to stir up trouble for Billy, and it's going to be like a big mess.
3: I think I actually, honestly, would have liked to see Calvin be the one. I, I think he plays that role well—the kid that's in trouble—and I think he would have played the kid that is about to be sent to juvie and is, you know, dealing with, but I don't know, may I, I don't know. I'm just not sold on Vince. I think Calvin would have been more believable in the Vince role. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think, well, I mean, I haven't really like studied
1: the guy that plays Calvin or anything, but I think Michael B. Jordan, you know, now that he's QB one, it's, you know, since Vince is, like, going to get more screen time as time progresses, obviously, sure. and um, he – so we'll get to see more of him, which I'm excited about. But also, I think he's going to really be able to showcase, you know, what it's all about being all heart. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's going to play – not, you know, it's not like a copycat of Matt Saracen or anything, but he's got everything to gain. And I think that he's like the perfect actor to showcase that.
0: I can see that. And he has a lot more acting experience than, uh, than Ernest James does as well.
3: And you know what? I think that he, I think you're right. And I think he'll, he can play the guy with heart really well. That's what I, I think that's what I'm getting at is that I can see him as a guy that has comes from a rough family and then takes this football thing and, you know, really, holds it and uses it to better his life and have those great moments with coach. Like I definitely, definitely can see that, that happening. And I am looking forward to that.
0: We've talked about Tinker just a little bit. And I think we, at the very beginning, or at least myself, I didn't see him as somebody that was going to get more and more lines, um, but he has. And so I think we've all already said that we look forward to seeing him hopefully more and more often. And um, I expect that we will, Um, you know, I, we didn't talk about Becky specifically as a new character. Obviously, she has some dad issues, um, yeah. and I think we're seeing those coming. Who doesn't out. on that show? Everybody does. Yeah.
2: Um, except except but the Julie. thing about Becky is that, and I, and I don't dislike Becky, but for me, she's the least intriguing of the new ones. But she's got more screen screen time than anybody else. But I think part of that is because Riggins still gets a lot of screen times, and <laughs> they live right next door to each other. So and Amy's okay with that. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with the Ruggins. But I, yeah, I'm, Becky is um and I've kinda said it before, like I'm I'm looking forward, I can say, to seeing Becky develop. And I guess they've gotta start somewhere. Right now, as like a character, as a person, she's not really someone that I adore, love, care what happens to her. Mm-hmm. Um so far I mean, it, it's just not I haven't grabbed onto her yet. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, though. Tyra,
1: like when I first started watching the show, couldn't could have cared less about her. Like, yeah. really? Like, and then Friday Night Lights just expanded on her. And I loved her and I miss her now. And so I think, you know. We just need to trust the Friday night lights people. Like maybe you know, I do, maybe we will love her eventually.
3: Right, I do yeah. mean, I beside her I have Tyra replacement there and you're right. I and and I have written they have a lot to work with. So they have a lot, you know, a, a lot of places to go with her and I I do hope they they go to a place where we get to a point where um okay. we care as much about Becky as we do Tyra. I just think they have a lot of work to do.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Any any other new characters we're leaving out? I'm, I'm
3: done. I
1: think I'm all set too.
0: Becky's mom. She's uh, <laughs> play, played by Alicia Witt, who has a few steam. I won't call them stealers, but uh, at the same time, she knows how to yell on a cell phone uh, <laughs> quite effectively. Uh,
1: but, I would agree with that.
0: But um, other than that, I think that is uh, all of the new characters that I that I know that at least have more prominent role. There are a few. JD has a few buddies here and there that get a line, but uh, I think that about does it.
2: Oh wow! I just looked up Alicia Witt on Google because I didn't, I never, I didn't never heard her name before. Uh-huh. There's some racy pictures on Google Images that popped up. She's a- <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, dang.
0: She's uh She's got a musical career that um. She sings a lot of piano-based uh, songs. If you if you look, I mean, the stuff up there.
2: Well, that probably doesn't really mean anything to y'all, because, but um, I don't have internet in my house and I work at a church. So I'm at the church using the internet <laughs> to do this podcast. So that's why I was like, oh gosh. So, um, anyway.
0: Well, that's us looking at both resolutions and uh, the new characters. And obviously we're at the midway point of season four uh, as we go in down the second half. And Lots of more things, I think, that are set to happen with in these next six episodes. And we have some speculations. We have some ideas. But as often happens, some of the things we think may happen get turned on our heads. But um, you can check out both of our websites and podcasts. One is at fnlpodcast.com. And then the other is fridaynightlightsfan.com. Um, we both would love interaction by way of comments or, or whatever else there on the on the webpage, or you can email us at FNL podcast at gmail.com. And is there an email address for you girls?
1: Yes. It's go ahead, Amy.
3: It's Friday night, light fan at gmail.com.
0: So uh, again, this was just an idea that we put together to try to pull the two podcasts together. I've listened to a bunch of lost podcasts that have during the hiatus between of that show, they've uh, pulled together and just been guests on each other's podcasts. And so we thought that'd be a great way to network and to, Um, just to do some community aspects here. So uh, from a group of people that love Friday at Lights to all the other people that are listening to us, uh, we appreciate you and look forward to you listening again very, very soon.